Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve Barber, and joining me is my talkative co-host, Waylon Davis. Hey, everybody. And he's going, to be doing, he's going to be doing all the talking on this one. Oh, yeah. Been <laughs> my voice is, as you can tell, my voice is a little sketchy. So Yeah, so kind of, you know, forgive us. I mean, hey, things happen. Um, and, and I would say right now your voice is probably an, an improvement over the past couple of days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so uh, if anything keeps us from recording, you know, it's serious, <laughs> you know, so um, yeah, because we actually we do love doing this. It's, it gets kind of addicting at times. Yeah. You know, um, that we like putting out a good product. And if either one of us are sick, because I've had the COVID, Waylon's had the COVID. And if it you know, if it affects how we think it's going to, you know, how we perceive the show, then we're like, uh, maybe not. Or if we just can't do it. I mean, right. Um, cause nobody wants to, you know, somebody to be on the show and all of a sudden pass out, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, today we are going to be talking about the evolution of WrestleMania because in three days, WrestleMania 38 is going to be happening yep. uh, at least the first night of it, uh, on Saturday night down in Dallas. Yeah. And, um, we're planning on giving a preview of that show tomorrow mm-hmm. you think uh, yeah. uh, as long as your voice holds up yeah um <laughs> i mean so it remains to be seen but yeah if, if your voice you know if, if your voice has still gotten kind of bad i mean i think we may postpone that to maybe friday um but once mania hit the day hits yeah well, it's done because uh i don't know about you but there's something else actually happening on saturday that i'm honestly um probably gonna be paying more attention to and that'll be, um, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, the day that Coach Jeffsky from Duke has to, re- you know, he his final game because Carolina is going to be, you know, beating them. I'm not going to say giving them beat down because I know better than that. But yeah, you know, but hopefully Carolina beats them and goes on to the championship game. That's the final four. Yeah. Um, and that I, I'm still just I cannot believe that not long before the tournament, North Carolina was a bubble team. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're going to be in, in you know, the now they're four. in the final four. Um, I, I'm just, and they're going to be playing Duke. Mm-hmm. First time and, ever. I mean, the only thing that would make this better is if it was the actual championship game. Yeah. And Krzyzewski's last, you know, if Krzyzewski, I mean, this is it. I mean, they beat Duke at Cameron for his mm-hmm. last home game. Yeah. What better for it to spoil this one? Because you know what? When you when you're leaving something, you should always leave on your back. Yeah. <laughs> so, that is the old wrestling rule. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Uh well, besides that, uh two new two um well, some new stories, you know, for wrestling. Triple H retiring. That was actually supposed yep. to be our original show for this past Monday. Yeah. But unfortunately, you know, like we said, um, you know, I'm not gonna have the risk of Dwayland, you know, losing his voice permanently, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Cause I'm pretty sure you don't want to make that risk either. <laughs> no, no. Uh, and you know, so one day, hopefully next week, maybe we'll actually talk more about triple H because I mean, I think that is something that definitely, uh, needs a show all on its own, you know, yeah. because all, all the contributions he's made and then just going over like the issues that forced him to retire. Well, retiring from in-ring action. Right. So I mean he's done. I mean he will not wrestle mm-hmm. again. Nope. So 
And then the other news, um, and this may not have been as big of a news story, except for, you know, old school fans like us, but, you know, you texted me and said Rocky King passed away. Yeah, I saw it on, um, saw it on Twitter. And then a friend of mine, a friend of mine sent me a little clip from YouTube where they, somebody had talked about it. Uh, I mean, that's, um, for those who don't know who Rocky King was, he was largely considered enhancement talent in the Carolinas. Uh, so, you know, if he was in a match, he was probably going to lose. Yeah. But he was one of the ones you always recognized him. You know, you, yeah. you could say, hey, yeah. name one of the guys who, you know, name enhancement talent, Rocky King. It'd be like George South, Rocky King, and like Gene Ligon. I don't know. I mean, that, yeah. that'd, be, that'd be some names. But Rocky King would always be in there. Yeah. And I, I do remember when he got a little bit of a push with Jimmy Valiant as his partner. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yep. Um, because Rocky King, he also normally, he had the fro. Mm-hmm. And it was really bad looking too. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it was, <laughs> you know, uh, but when he was with uh, Boogie Woogie Man, he actually had it down into braids. Yeah. You know, like with yeah. the beaded braids, because that was mm-hmm. kind of a thing in the mid 80s. Yeah. Um, I couldn't pull that off. It just wouldn't. It wouldn't <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> but, um, because, and, and I don't remember how that feud started. It was or how that partnership started. Uh, he was in a enhancement tag match. I don't remember who his partner was, but they were against the Midnight Express. And after the match, you know, or maybe it was during the match, they, um, I don't remember if it was Conjury, if it was Lane, you know, I don't remember which, who the partner was, but he put Rocky King in a Boston Crab. And then Beautiful Bobby came off the top rope with a few knee drops. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking back then, there is no way you can't fake that. I mean, he's actually coming. Then you come to find out later on, Bobby Eaton was no yeah, one of the, yeah, one of the safest guys ever. Yeah, and and so that's when they put him with Boogie Woogie Man. And so I always remember that. Then they just kind of stopped. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was on feud just ended, and and he went back to being enhancement talent. Um, but he had been doing a lot. I want to say he was doing a lot of stuff for the homeless there mm-hmm. around like yeah. the Raleigh area. Yeah. Um, you know, so, um, so he had got his name out there cause he'd gone through some personal struggles and, you know, so he was actually helping people out who also had their own struggles, you know? Right. So, um, and I thought that was, you know, pretty, um, pretty cool of him actually, you know? And so I was glad that people knew him more than just, Hey, he was a wrestler who was an enhancement talent right? because the person was way more than that. Yeah. You know, so definitely Rocky King rest in peace. So absolutely. Um, uh, the other news is past weekend, you know, of course, everybody's been talking about it, whether they watched it live or not, but everybody's seen the video. Yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. Will Smith and Chris Rock. Yep. <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, I don't want to get too much, um, into it because every, you know, everybody's been talking about it. Yeah. I, I may have even posted a couple of memes about it. I don't know. Um, you know, in fact, I just posted one probably a couple hours ago that I had <laughs> you know, with it, uh, kind of combined with it. But I've had, yeah, you know, I'm seeing some people saying, "Oh, it's fake," you know. That appears, "Oh no, it's real." They're another. Oh, look at you know. Oh, he was laughing before that, but she said, "You better get up there." I'm like, you know, I mean, it's definitely got people's attention, but I don't think that I don't think it was intentional <laughs> to get. You know, yeah. I, I mean, <clears throat> I know how I'd be if somebody were to uh, make kind of a tasteless joke about my wife. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I know how I would be too. So I can't, I, I mean, I'm not going to say I fault him because I don't, because it's just like some people, not like you said, not to get really into it, but I've seen a lot on Facebook and people are like, well, he shouldn't have done that. And there was a better way to handle it. Maybe so, but he'd also already had this conversation with Chris Rock before to mm -hmm. stop making jokes about his wife and he made another one. So it's like, I feel, I feel like the talking was done. So I'm not advocating violence, but sometimes you got to get people's attention. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he did the joke in public. He got handled exactly. in public. Exactly. <laughs> you know, thank you. Um, but since that was on the Oscars, you know, of course that leads me to think about movies and, you know, and since we'd already <sighs> talked about basketball, um, got to combine movies and basketball for the next thing I'm going to say before we start really getting into, you know, the reason why we're here. And there was a movie that debuted 30 years ago about basketball. Yep. White men can't jump. Yep. And I could not tell you how many times I've watched that movie. I love that movie. That movie's so good. <laughs> uh, I think I still have it on VHS somewhere. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, cause I got it on VHS probably when I was like, 20 or 21 because i remember i was stationed in japan and i bought it at the, the you know the the base exchange yeah and i watched i mean i just i love that movie i mean it's been a while now since i've seen it but um i could almost quote that movie verbatim there for a little bit yeah it's it's so good um even like the obscure lines like that my friend is ghana yeah shooting <laughs> for the sudan yeah <laughs> and, um and the whole, you can put a cat in the oven, they don't make them a biscuit. I think everybody yeah. quotes that, and they don't even yep. know where it's from. Yep. Um, and then foods that start with the letter Q. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, white man can't jump 30 years. I mean, can you believe that? I can't believe it. That's I mean, crazy. Oh, and, uh, and then also this past weekend, this was a spur of the moment thing, just because I, I was watching them. And they said something about man i wish we had a guest and so i sent somebody a text said hey send me the link next thing i know i was a guest on jay and trey cool you know so it, it was just you know and um you know so we talked about wrestling we talked to you know something about wrestlemania i actually mentioned monday we're gonna do a show about triple h and yeah well <laughs> things yeah. happen yeah um but I actually bought one of their shirts earlier. You know, of course, I'm going to wait, you know, a couple weeks for it to get here because yeah. it, takes, it, it does take that long. I will say that about um, T Public. If it's anybody who orders one of our shirts, it may take a couple weeks for it to get there. Um, right. But because, I mean, they actually have to go and make the shirt. They don't mm -hmm. have them just sitting there waiting for people to buy them. We're not that popular yet, but you can help us with that. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um but I, they have a new design for their logo and I actually bought a shirt with their new design. Cool. Um, yeah. I saw their new, uh, new logo on uh, Instagram. Yep. Uh, I mean, it looks really cool. They have an artist friend of theirs do it. And I'm like, Hmm, all right, cool. And, you know, I always want to give those guys a shout out because they always give us shout outs. Even on, in fact, on their show, uh, I was, um, not just Saturday, but, uh, yesterday, I was able to actually catch their show during the middle of the day, which I haven't been able to do, you know, for a few weeks because, you mm -hmm. know, uh, work has just been just so hectic. And during their breaks, you know, they, they play like a little video thing. One of their video breaks is actually 
our intro. Oh, cool. You know, yeah. So, I mean, they're definitely, you know, putting us out there, yeah. you know, helping us out. So anything we can do to help them out, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, and also somebody else who's been giving us uh, shout outs as well is uh, Ted, the Hillbilly Hill at the Hill Truth <laughs> yeah. Podcast. I mean, they are trending number one in Antarctica and on MySpace, award yep. winning. Um, <laughs> and in all seriousness, he, do, he does do a great podcast because yes, he does. He does. Yeah, I mean, I just, I like the way he does it. It's very original coming from like a heel perspective. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when even when he, his latest episode was about 50 50 booking, you know, but he really, really breaks it down about how it, it's not good for a wrestler to have that 50 50 booking because, yeah. you know, he said, you know, he actually compared it to the Carolina Panthers because he lives in North Carolina, which, by the way, talking with him, he actually was not born in North Carolina. He mm -hmm. was actually born in Virginia, but he lived near the Kentucky border. So he's actually a UK fan. And okay. I was like, oh, well, I mentioned, I was like, well, I said, Dwaylon was actually born and raised in Kentucky. I said, but as a diehard North Carolina fan, I said, we're, we're, you know, I said, we've actually talked about how we're pretty, both pretty sure that breaks some kind of Commonwealth law. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, and for anybody who has lived in Kentucky, you probably know what we're talking about. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, um, it's either Kentucky, and if you're up near Jefferson County, uh, you, Louisville, maybe. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, um, you know, but he was actually talking about the Carolina Panthers. You know, I'm talking about, um, you know, Ted. He, but he was comparing it to the Carolina Panthers. He said they've been one of the teams that, for the most part, they are always sitting around 500. Yes. You know, they've had their good years. A couple years went to the Super Bowl. Then a couple years after that, they will be back in the cellar again and then kind of slowly rise up to the middle. And he said, and, and nobody wants to – support a team that's in the middle right you know so that's what he was compared to the 50 50 booking to and i'm like hmm, you know mm -hmm. what you've got a point you've got a really good point there yeah uh but definitely go check him out and while you're checking out podcasts go check out the true crime cast and the buster hearts podcast from jamie and john there's a couple of guys they've also supported us and they've had me on their on their buster heart podcast they've actually used a couple of the stories i wrote and sent to them for the true crime cast and they've been on Jericho three times. They've had Jericho on theirs, Ooh. and they and they support us. So, um, yeah. so we got some celebrity links there. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, another two, you know, two great guys. Um, and you know, so anybody you want to shout out, Dwayne, on why you can't talk? Um, no, I think you covered everything. Okay. Uh, and speaking of covering everything, let me go ahead and get our contact and listen info. <laughs> if anybody would like to email us, it's armchairbookingpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Instagram at armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. Find us on TikTok at armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on YouTube. Obviously, if you're watching the video, you already know that. But you can also find us on just about any audio platform there is. If we're not on there, let us know. We will try to get ourselves added. Yes, iHeartRadio still sucks. We've already discussed that. Yeah. And yeah, and last but not least, we are hosted by Block Talk Radio. So I believe I covered everything. Yeah. I, I think I did it with like take while taking like one breath. Yeah. <laughs> That's hard to do in my old age now. Hmm. You know, having smoked in like almost six years, you know, so my lungs have Right. Started to heal up a lot better than what they used yeah. to be. Um, <laughs> but the reason why we're here talking about the evolution of WrestleMania, kind of similar to what we did, like an evolution of the Royal Rumble, mm -hmm. you know, a couple months yep. ago. Um, except for WrestleMania, obviously, is well, it's actually not that much older. It's only three years older. 
Yeah. Uh, so when you when you hear about WrestleMania, I mean, um, well, I'm not going to say necessarily for this year, but usually, you know, we get excited. Yeah, usually I'm like really excited about WrestleMania. And it's like culmination of all these storylines. And, you know, it's kind of like the sort of like the end of their year because everything after that's kind of like a yeah. reset. Well, after backlash, of course, because usually oh. they do a lot of rematches. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a big deal. It's just I'm not that excited for this year's. I don't feel like that they booked it. I, I don't feel like they booked it or promoted it very well this year. And you see, they added another match this past Monday. Right? When, remember when I texted you and I was like, "Hey, Bobby Lashley's already back." Yeah. And then I looked, and he was again um having a thing with almost and as soon as i said i was like oh no i don't understand Uh, that it's like that's as bad as having drew mcintyre in this nothing feud with happy corbin it's like you've got two guys that are former world champions and you're sticking them in nothing matches at you know Storyline-wise, neither of these matches are going to get these guys any closer to the title. No, they're not. Um, and I get with almost, I mean, they do need somebody for him to, you know, have a match with. Because, I mean, he's big and he's a monster. I mean, um, you know, yeah, but, but <clears throat> Lashley's, especially Lashley coming back from a legitimate injury, is just not the yeah. person to do it. And my thing is, it's like, so you either have almost lose, and there is there goes all your time you spent building him into this monster, <clears throat> excuse me, or you have him beat Bobby Lashley, and then it's like you waste a former WWE champion, yep. you know, getting squashed by a rookie. Right. I don't care like, if he's seven foot three. I don't either. I mean, it's still green. <laughs> Very and green. I understand giving him some wins, but not against Bobby Lashley, not at WrestleMania. Well, not only that, but Lashley, I mean, like I said, he's coming back from a legitimate shoulder injury. Yeah. And I'm not saying almost to do it on purpose, but somebody that big, he probably literally does not know his own strength. Well, they're thinking one of those guys from uh, the Viking Raiders might be legitimately hurt. Because of the other night. The other night, he took a clothesline from Omos and... I I really think he was hurt because like the the way he reacted to that clothesline, I was like, eh, that did not look like it it went well. And uh, some I don't remember actually maybe in Jane Trey or it could have been another podcast they were talking about the Viking Raiders and how that just totally killed them by it having did. them lose that. Yeah, a countout loss in a handicap match. One, they should be challenging for tag titles. Exactly. And, you know, really it should be nothing in Shinsuke or Rick Boogs, but it should be the Viking Raiders and the Usos for the SmackDown yeah. tag title. Yes. Absolutely. At WrestleMania. Oh, but you know, sadly, the the first WrestleMania uh, in 1985 and I know you know the the origins of how it all came about. Mm-hmm. Um, Vince McMahon. We'll go back in history a little bit for the fans you know who are listening to us who actually don't know this part of the history. 
there was Georgia Championship Wrestling, which was based out of Georgia, based out of Atlanta, and they had their Saturday morning program. Vince McMahon bought it, but what he really bought was not the territory. He was buying that slot. Yep. And um, and it wasn't the the show wasn't called Georgia Championship. I think the show would made a batch of been called World Championship Wrestling. I think I it had, was. Yeah, you know, I have I to verify that, but um. But he bought it. They didn't even tell anybody. They just, people, you know, turned into morning, Saturday morning, Black Saturday is what they call it. Black Saturday, yep. And they're expecting to see Georgia Championship Wrestling. Instead, they see Vince McMahon. Uh huh. And with some pre recorded matches coming out of New York, they had no idea who the wrestlers were because back, I mean, the wrestling was very territorial. I mean, literally, I mean, they, yeah. If they didn't keep up with with the magazines, they didn't know who those other wrestlers were. Right. And that lasted what two weeks, three weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and they came back to like Vince, this isn't going to work. Um, and so well, no, because he came into a southern territory, pushing northern wrestling, pushing northern wrestling, and back then, like Steve said, that was extremely territorial and that just wasn't going to work. The, the Southern fans were not going to accept that style of wrestling. Right. And just like the Northern fans also would not accept mm-hmm. like the, uh, we saw this happen, like the bunkhouse matches and things like that, which were very yeah. Southern. I mean, it's yeah. just, um, it's not right or wrong. It's just, yeah, you know, just what it is. And so this man sold it back to, uh, it may be, I don't, the Briscoes are who sold it to him to begin with, but I don't think they're the ones who bought it back. I think it was, um, I don't think it was, well, no, I think that's when the Crockett's bought it. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's when the Crockett's bought it. Yeah. Um, and they bought it for, I think it was just a, just a straight up $1 million. Mm-hmm. And Vince used that to finance WrestleMania. Yeah. Cause Vince, very first put, Vince put every dime he had, I mean, it was literally make or break for him. He put every dime he had into WrestleMania. Yep. And if the very first one had not have worked, the company probably would have folded. It, I mean, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. If he couldn't have pulled that off, there was no way he could have moved forward. He, he, I mean, he, he would have been bankrupt. And, you know, at this moment, uh, cause this was in, um, March, late March of 85, I had still never watched a WWF match. Um, I didn't watch my first WWF match until a few months later when I was at somebody else's house who had the one of the great big satellite dishes. Uh, yeah, those giant ones that looked like they were, you could actually live in the satellite dish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just tilted up. All right. Yeah, yeah, just, okay. All right, yeah. yeah. It's not supposed to rain. You'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, because, I mean, we actually didn't have cable um at the time you know just where we lived at you know um you know there in Aberdeen, north carolina just the road we lived on you know cable was not available yet right you know so uh so i was kind of jealous of my friends who had the usa network you know, because <laughs> they were able to watch wwf yeah uh but that first event i mean if you look at the matches on there and it's really wild if you go back and actually watch watch it on the on the network it looks 
weird. I mean, you know, I really don't know how to describe it. It just looks weird compared to all the pageantry and the, the production values that they have now. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, it's still like, I've gone back and tried to watch some of it and it's like, just, it does, for me, it doesn't age very well. No, it but, doesn't. <laughs> but it still had that, you know, it wasn't nearly as slick as everything with WWE is now. And it still had that grimy old school look to it, mm-hmm. which always appeals to me because I kind of like that style. But uh, yeah, it was, it, it's, if you go back and watch it and then watch like last year's WrestleMania, it's a completely, it's just, it's a shock how different it looks back then. Um, and even though last year, well, last year is when they had like the third of the stadium full mm-hmm. in Tampa. Um, so I'd probably go back to like 2019 to get like the, the last real. Yeah, full. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and just, where was that one? Um, do you remember? Uh, I do not. Uh, let's see, 38. 37, 36, 35. Were they back in New Orleans? Was that Lesnar and was that Lesnar and Reigns in the main event? Um, I, you know, I could actually say yes, and I, I'd probably have about a thirty-three percent chance. Of right. <laughs> um, let's see. That was 30, 35. That was in New Jersey. Oh, okay. Okay, um, but at MetLife. Yep, yep, at MetLife. Um, uh, let's see. Used to be the Meadowlands. Yeah, um, and where they had the New York Giants and the New York Jets play. Yeah. Uh, never. <laughs> I mean, I, I, that's another thing. It is what it is. Uh, the Jets have been perennial losers now, you know, for over fifty years. Um, yeah. But, but that's another story. Uh, the main event for this one, I did not remember this. Um, this wasn't the main event, but Roman Reigns was against Drew McIntyre. I did okay. not. I did not I, remember I, that. Yeah, I remember them wrestling at Mania. Uh, no, the main event. This one was Becky, Ronda, Charlotte. That's right. That's Brett. right. That was the like seven hour long Mania. Yeah, one of where, every, where everybody, <laughs> yeah, where everybody was exhausted. That's right, because that's where that's where Kofi won the title. Uh, yeah, yep, yeah, he beat Daniel yep. Bryan, and yep. uh, the Iconics won the women's tag belts. That's right. Uh, <coughs> Kane and the Miz, the False Cut Anywhere. Um, but yeah, that was. But I mean, if you look, that was in MetLife State. Kind of ironic. I mean, if you want to say down the road. But it was Madison Square Garden was the first one, yep. which, you know, the way Vince Sr. used to say, the garden is the garden is the garden. I mean, it is the mecca yeah. of entertainment, you know. But then going from that, which holds, what, 20, actually not even 20,000 people, I don't think. Um, you know, we'll say 10,000, 15,000 people. Yeah. Uh, you can put in there to watch wrestling because you really don't need a lot of room for the wrestling ring. Right. You don't. For those who have never actually been to a match, when you go, like, into an arena – to watch a match, you know, or to watch a wrestling event, and you look down, you see the ring, you're like, the ring doesn't look that big. Yeah. It's like, it's not. I mean, it's only, it's 20 by 20 with a little yep. bit of space around it. Yep. 
Uh, but I mean, just think about how it's gone from those origins to where if the event didn't succeed, the company would have failed. Yeah. And to now, I mean, it's in stadiums because that many people want to see it. Yeah. It's in stadiums and it's a way worldwide event. It's, yeah. you know, it's become more than just a, a wrestling show. It's a, worldwide all weekend event people come from all over the world people travel from all over the world to come watch wrestlemania yeah and you can tell that because uh throughout the event they'll actually pan and they'll show people holding up different flags mm-hmm. you know and but when i was watching uh <coughs> earlier and, and said i was watching part of the walk culture thing and they did and you know if they did this five years ago by the way i didn't I probably watched that one. Uh, well, yeah, because the, the last one they did was um, number was thirty three, but mm-hmm. when they did like the ten things you didn't know or ten pieces of whatever they're calling it about um, each WrestleMania, they go like each one has its own episode, right? And so I was rewatching some of those, just saying, um, just so I could kind of refresh myself on a lot of the things. And you know, in the background, I saw somebody. I think it was with a Norwegian flag. You know, so they came all the way from Norway, um, you know, and you have some of the ones they they come all the way from like countries in Africa, country in the Middle East, which you would think that's almost like directly halfway around the world, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and then not only that, but it used the first one only had one language being put out there, right? And it was just English. Now they may have actually had Spanish subtitles, you know, if yeah, if you had that capability on your TV but they didn't have the announce table right there. That came later on. In fact, I think those guys, I think they all say, you know what? We're done. Just put us in the back. Yeah. We're tired of having people land <laughs> on us. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> but yeah, they've had the Spanish announce table. Now they have the, the uh, what's another one they've had like down there with them. Um, um, trying to think. They've had German, French. Yep. Um, Hindi. Yeah. Yep, uh, Japanese. Um, mm-hmm. I think Mandarin Chinese. I believe they have. Yeah. Um, let's see with some of the other ones. Um, I, I noticed some more, but I mean, but they always show them. You know, I think Arabic also because you know, since they've had the the deal going on with uh, with Saudi Arabia, and you know, if you think, I mean, and all that was gradual. I mean, it's not like they said, okay, the you know, first WrestleMania is this. Okay, now next year, you know, we're going to bring in all, all this. No, I mean, it was a gradual thing. They just, they just yep. kept adding more and more. Yeah. Um, and now it makes me kind of wonder if WrestleMania hasn't gotten too big for his britches. But I, I've I felt like it has for the last few years. Honestly, I wish it would go back to the smaller arenas. I wish, it would back, go back, yeah. I wish it would go back to the garden and the smaller arenas. And it's like you've done all the stadiums. I mean, some of them multiple times. It's like, I get you want a huge crowd. I get they want to break all these attendance numbers and everything, but it's like the smaller atmosphere just made. I remember those those pay-per-views in Madison Square Garden, that smaller, tighter atmosphere just, mm-hmm. you know, you could feel that watching it at home. I can't imagine how it was. I can't imagine that feeling being in the arena. 
And the one thing I can compare it to, which is kind of ironic considering this weekend is actually conflicting with it, is the Final Four. Right. Yeah. You know, because the last time the Final Four was held anywhere but a football stadium, like a domed football mm-hmm. stadium, um, was it 96? No, or maybe a couple years after that. Um, just because the audience for the Final Four for the NCAA Men's Has Basketball got- Championship games is that it's just that in demand. Yeah. Um, and I get WrestleMania has become that in demand. Um, I don't think this year, you know, is going to match it. Yeah, I feel like the experience has gotten more in demand, but I feel like that they're, as far as match quality, that it's been going downhill for a long time as far as as far as the card as a whole. I mean, you'll have a match here or there, but it's like I still feel like that they peaked at 17 because there was honestly there really wasn't a bad match on that card. Right. Um and I can definitely agree <laughs> with that because there's been uh there's been some after that where they may have had a one one or two particular matches that were just huge. Yeah. But then you, it was kind of balanced out by some other matches which weren't. I mean just for Well, and like a lot of manias have been you know one or two match cards and it's like I'm trying to think like honestly WrestleMania 20 the only match that I ever go back and watch is the main event. And that's um, Eddie and uh, Triple H, right? No, that's uh, oh, no, tri- Triple H, Benoit, and Shawn Michaels. Oh, okay. Eddie title. was in a match before that. For some uh, reason, I'll I take that back. I do watch the Eddie and Kurt Angle match. But other than those two, that's that's really it. And then, I mean, there's been some that have had like, you know, three good matches on it, but it's like, for your biggest event of the year, you got to do better than that. It's right. like when, when all these other smaller companies are putting on top to bottom quality pay-per-views, every match is like, even like <clears throat> AEW impact. Like when ring of honor, before they took their hiatus, those pay-per-views were like every match was no less than good most of the matches were right there either great or right there at being great and i feel like wwe is not really concerned with the match quality because they know they can sell just the wrestlemania experience and they know because people buy the wrestlemania tickets before they know what matches on the card yep uh they used to this year Mm -hmm. has been proven to be this year been they've exception. been yeah they've been struggling to sell tickets this year across the two nights. I like the two night concept, but if you're going to have the two night concept, then you've got to both nights have to be good, right? And the two night con- well, I think the two night concept would have also been a little better had they not uh, released mm. almost a hundred people. Yep. <laughs> so now all of a sudden they're having to throw a filler yeah. in there with Logan Paul and Johnny Knoxville, even though the intercontinental title and the U S titles aren't being defended. 
Yes, exactly. Um, I think Finn Balor is going to be in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and on Friday on SmackDown. And then Ricochet is defending the Intercontinental title against uh, Umberto and Angel Ooh. in a triple threat match, Ooh. which should be a really good match. <laughs> that but, should be. But why are these two champions not booked for WrestleMania? They should be on WrestleMania. And that kind of leads me into the whole point of, are they bringing these two celebrities on there to B-list celebrities? I'm not, I mean, these are not A-list celebrities. These are, um, well, they're niche market celebrities. Of course, the funny thing is wrestling. I mean, I'll admit it, wrestling is a niche market. I mean, it really yeah. is. Um, because, I mean, I could tell you, I can almost count the number on, on one hand, um, my, some of my coworkers who were in, like right there, who are wrestling fans. Right. You know, now people, I mean, they say, I used to watch it. You always say, oh, I used to watch it all the time. Yeah. Well, okay. You know, that's, and, but the one card you always say, name your wrestling event. They always say WrestleMania. Yep. You know, yep. Um, but with the, the celebrity presence this year, it's not doing anything <coughs> positive for them because nobody is wanting to watch it to see Johnny Knoxville or Logan Paul. Right. Um, because first of all, Logan Paul, I mean, I'll be honest with you. He's kind of obnoxious. Yes. Um, Johnny Knoxville is not as bad, but Johnny Knoxville, his whole thing is to be yeah, well. I mean, the name of the show is well, Jackass, but but I feel I feel like he at least has respect for the business. He does. I mean, I, I will say that he does. Um, not as much as Bad Bunny. If they brought Bad Bunny on there, I don't think anybody would complain. No, because that dude, man, that dude is. <laughs> yeah. To be a non wrestler, that dude is fantastic. Yeah, because we said that after last year's WrestleMania, when he came out yeah. there, we're like, okay, there's a celebrity, and all of a sudden he got to work, work and we're like, what did he yeah. just do? Um, <laughs> yeah. And I think I texted you right then going, that dude has no business being that good. No, I mean, he does not. Man. But your, your point on the celebrities, yeah, that's... WrestleMania has devolved as far as celebrity yeah. involvement and the celebrity involvement adding to the product. Because you look at the first few WrestleManias, Mr. T's in the main event, mm -hmm. you know, definitely brought eyes to the product. Cindy mm -hmm. Lauper um, was involved in that. Cindy Lauper was involved, who should be in the Hall of Fame. And yes. I will, I will keep saying that until they put her in the Hall of Fame, because without her, without her, one, that event wouldn't have worked as well as it did, because the rock and wrestling, you know, explosion, she was a huge part of that. And... I still feel like that she does not get the credit she deserves for that. Um, but you look at the, those, those celebrities added to the product. Uh, WrestleMania two, you had Roddy Piper, Mr. T in the boxing match still brought eyes to the product because Mr. T was still a huge star at that time. And you put Mr. T on the card. People are going to look. Yep. And they had like, they had other celebrities um, on that one as well because WrestleMania two is the one they had three different locations. Yes, and you had like Mary yes. Hart, you know, from Entertainment Night. She was involved. Um, yeah, Susan St. James, the actress, was involved. I mean, they. I think was that the one Ricky Schroeder was involved. Yeah. Um, and so then, especially one because 
they had Liberace and the Rockettes and uh, all these other people that brought some people who were curious, like, what do you mean wrestling? Is that the stuff that they do like in high school gyms and yeah, and union halls? And it's like, well, they're in Madison Square Garden. They've always been in Madison Square Garden. And by the way, this is a huge event. And so that brought the eyes. They were also in Sports Illustrated. Yeah. You know, that was like the main article in Sports Illustrated because I actually had that issue. I mean, I read it several times. And, uh, but like you said, but about them devolving, because it did, I almost want to say it kind of peaked. What year was the billionaire billionaire? Was that 2007? Uh, I believe so. It was WrestleMania. It had him in 2007. I hate to say it like this, but that's when Vince had to shave his head. And yes. then when he came out, when they, they, the whole storyline about him with the, the exploded limousine. Yeah. He came out after that, of course, after the, the Crispin Watt situation. Yeah. And Vince came out. I mean, his hair still had not grown out yet. Yeah. Um, but that one, that actually brought a lot of eyes because they're like, and this is long before Trump even, well, he may have been thinking about running, you know, but, but this was long before any of that, you know, yeah. this was the billionaire versus billionaire. And then that got a lot of people looking. That was also in Detroit. Yeah, you know, and in not obviously not the Silver Dome, but whatever replaced the Silver Dome. Yeah, and and remember that sh everybody should have been paying attention to Bobby Lashley back then because yeah. he was involved in that. And but I can't think of since then. That was in 2007, so that was 15 years ago. Um, any celebrity involvement since then that's actually, like you said, brought positive eyes to the product. Uh, uh, but other than Bad Bunny, there hasn't. Yeah. there really hasn't been. Because I mean, they they keep pushing the like. I mean, they've had you know they had Snooky from Jersey Shore Ooh, uh, on there. It's like okay, um, <laughs> it's Woo like it's like if you're going to have celebrities, they need to be able to bring eyes to the product. And I'm sorry, but the Jersey Shore was a train wreck. I'm not going to lie. I watched it because it was a train wreck. It was, it entertained <laughs> me how stupid these people were, but the Jersey shore crowd was not going to be paying attention to WrestleMania. They weren't right. Snooki was not bringing more eyes to the product. And it's like, in this day and age, it's like, can we just go back to the wrestling that, mm -hmm. and without the celebrity involvement? I mean, if you want to have a celebrity come out and sing that national anthem, you know, yeah. Or have a celebrity host or something. Yeah, and those make sense. Yeah, you those know? make sense. But to have like Logan Paul taking a spot at WrestleMania, <sighs> Logan Paul, Pat McAfee, yeah, uh, uh, Johnny Knoxville. That's three. That's three non-wrestlers. I know Pat's a commentator, but he's just that. He's a commentator. Yeah. He has uh, wrestled in the past, and he is a legitimate athlete. He, he is a legitimate athlete. He, he, he was a punter. Yeah. But he, he still, I mean, but he played the National Football League. So, yeah. I mean, that's, and he did He did have an, an excellent match with Adam Cole at a takeover yeah. in NXT. But, but still, he's still taking a spot. I'm sorry. When your Intercontinental Champion and your United States Champion are booked on the go-home show, of SmackDown, yeah. Instead of being booked on main on on WrestleMania in championship matches, that is called a waste of resources. Yes, that they is must called, they must not uh, have an HR department. I'm serious. Yeah, that is the definition of using your titles as props. Yep. And it's like, what happened to 
the mid card titles being the workhorse titles. You don't use this as a prop. Exactly. And I don't care what, and I, this is when I'll disagree with Jim Ross because it's just a prop, just a prop. No. no, it's what it represents. Because that's the thing. If, if they were just props, then people like us would not be so excited to own a replica of a championship belt. Exactly. People would not pay that type of money to, you know, because WWE has these deluxe versions of the WWE championship that are like thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. And people pay this for these replicas because the championship represents so much more than just being a prop. This is, it's like you're holding it in your hand and it's like, I know this is not the belt. For me, especially the past, you know, past few years, I have a replica of the WWE championship. And it's like, sometimes I just look at it and it's like, that's the belt that Kofi Kingston had. Yeah. That's the belt that Bobby Lashley had. That's the belt that Big E had. It's like, it goes beyond, you know, it goes beyond wrestling for, mm -hmm. for us. It's like, it's like what that belt represents. So I definitely have to disagree with Jim Ross. And I definitely don't feel like that it's a prop. And if, if they think they have too many titles, well, start shrinking them down. You yeah. know, you don't need to have a, well, they don't even call it a world cha champion. It's just the WWE title, yeah. you know, and then <clears throat> the universal titles, like, and they're, and they're almost trying to say they're equal, even though WWE is just wrestling, representing a company. Yeah. Where if, if, if you're going to call it that, that means that the U.S. title and the Intercontinental title both, just by title alone, represents more than the WWE. Yep. You know, but then the yep. Universal title. By them call it, by them just calling it the WWE Championship, it is just like when it was, you know, when they used to say the World Wrestling Federation Championship. It's like, so you're saying that this is just a company championship and not indicative of this is the best wrestler in the world right and i mean it's just like in boxing there's a few different companies mm -hmm. but they don't they don't call it um i don't you know i don't even know the names of the boxing companies <laughs> like the world boxing council i don't know i mean um but they they all had their world title and they yep. treated them like they were world champions and they're like the yep. belt represents you know, them, yeah. they wear the belt. They earned the right to wear that belt. Yeah. You know, saying they are the world title. And then later on, you know, the companies would say, okay, we are going to unify their world title, our world title, because we want to know who is the, the best. Champion. Yeah. The single world champion. Well, you look at all the different companies now, Impact Wrestling, they call it the world championship. Mm -hmm. AEW, Ring of Honor, GCW. If GCW can call their title the world, the, the GCW World Championship. WWE can do it considering the belt says World Heavyweight Champion. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it literally says on the belt. I'm looking at it right now. It literally says World Heavyweight Champion. World's Heavyweight Champion. Exactly. Yes. And this is an, obviously, this is a replica of an older belt. Um, but actually, they still use this belt in the NWA. Yep. 10 pounds of gold. Yep. 10 pounds of gold. And Matt Cardona's got it right now. 
actually, I think it's, this one's about seven pounds of brass, but, <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's still, I mean, it, I mean, it, this is a very nice looking belt, but it's what mm-hmm. it represents. Yep. And it represents legacies. It's like, yes. like that championship. You look at that championship and that is Ric Flair, Harley race, Dusty Rhodes, Terry Funk, the Briscoes, you know, that is wrestling royalty. Tommy Rich. I mean, that's the man uh, yeah. who signed it. Yeah. You know, wildfire Tommy Rich. Yeah. I, I mean, and I look at that belt and I automatically think, uh, and that's the thing too. For me, championship belts bring up memories, wrestling memories. I look mm-hmm. at that belt and I see Harley Race standing in front of a briefcase with $25,000. <laughs> Take the money. Take the- <laughs> yeah. Putting a bounty on Ric Flair. That's Take the I money. He's Rick Slater. The pointing at the money (laughs) like i see the intercontinental championship i think of randy savage and ricky steamboat at wrestlemania three i think of Mm -hmm. um i think of scott hall as razor ramon at wrestlemania 10 with the ladder match yep or just any time i mean he was a four-time intercontinental champion and besides randy savage and ricky steamboat i associate that belt with razor ramon Kurt Henning, you know, Mr. Perfect. Um, Tito Santana, Greg Tito Valentine. Santana, Greg I mean, Valentine, uh, Bret Hart, mm-hmm. Roddy Piper, you know, Steve Austin, Owen Hart, you know. Um, back when Bulldog. That, yeah, back when that championship meant something. And it's like, why is this not defended at WrestleMania? Yeah, because they're also saying that the, the, the two gentlemen who actually have those titles you know, mean and Ricochet and now Finn Balor. Yeah. Um, I keep wanting to say um, the guy who Finn Balor beat. Damien Priest. Damien Priest, who is also phenomenal. Yes. You know. Um, who also doesn't have a match at WrestleMania. He's uh, probably going to get lumped into the Battle Royal on Friday. Oh, uh, but they have a mystery partner for Seth Rollins. They yes. said who it is. I mean, obviously it's a mystery partner. They'll say who it is, I guess, Saturday night. Thanks. <laughs> You think so? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, for those of you who are listening audio only, um, Joellen is wearing a T-shirt that says "The American Nightmare," so I'm going to assume you know it's Cody Rhodes. That's uh-huh. been a rumor flying around for a month. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it, it very well could be. Here's the thing: anything other, anybody other than Cody Rhodes, is going to get booed out of the building because I feel like everybody. They have, they have built this up to where it has to be Cody, because if it's not Cody, then it's like we don't care. We're we're talking Royal Rumble 2014 level. Whenever Daniel Bryan did not come in as number thirty, they booed Rey Mysterio. Yes, you don't boo Rey Mysterio. No, and it wasn't even that it was Rey. It was that Daniel Bryan was it not. It wasn't in the Daniel Rumble. Bryan. Yep. Um, now, how do you know they don't want to, you know, they, they got to admit WWE does stand for walk with Elias. It could be him. No, I'm going to say no. <laughs> no, they have um, ruined, they have ruined Elias. They so. have. I, and he's one of my, he's one of my favorites for a while. Like, yeah. I like Elias and they just, they ruined it. And it's like, and they're so bad about that. It's like, why do you have to ruin everything? It's like, it was working. Just leave it alone. Yeah. And 
the like you said the way they treat us like here have a belt but yeah we really don't care about you yeah we really don't care i'm mean, honestly I mean, i'm surprised the women's tag team titles are being defended oh i'm I, i'm surprised too even though i have a, you know that that one they've it's become pretty obvious they've telegraphed this where they're going to split up somebody that's gonna have the title and i guess them two are going to feud um and one yeah. of these days well they're going to have to come out and admit look they call carmella the long island princess she's from boston yeah. i don't understand why they you know they don't don't say look she's from boston i mean you know why they don't say that because sasha banks is from boston true but they could they could have them team up because you know um i know a lot of people like from that area just you know who i was stationed with um but i know for some reason there seemed to be a lot of them <laughs> that i worked with <laughs> um but they are very very proud to be bostonians and they're very not they don't hate new york but they are uh, and it was more of a sports thing they very yeah. anti-new york as far as yeah. things like that went so for her to say she's from long island yeah at least it's better than her saying she's from like manhattan yeah you know because then it would be like mm-hmm. but <laughs> uh but yeah but that yeah the whole women's tag team it's it's kind of ironic you know i mentioned the iconics earlier winning it very good tag team they mm-hmm. took the belts off them too soon. And I get Sasha and Bailey were also kind of upset because they thought they were going to have titles longer. Yeah, they, they thought they were going to have a long reign with them and they didn't. Right. Um, you know, but they've kind of not traded those right. They should have a women's tag team. You yeah. know, e- even if they were to put Nikki Cross and Dewdrop together, you know, as like the, the women's Scottish Warriors, I don't know. You know, to me, something like that would make sense. Um, putting, um, oh my God, what's what's her name? Tall girl from Australia. Rhea Ripley. Yes. Uh, actually, you know what? I wouldn't want to put her as part of the tag team thing because she needs to have the one of the women's titles. Yes, and I I don't know why they've. I do like the team of her and Liv Morgan. They they work well together. Right. But I still think Ripley, Rhea Ripley, is. Her and Bianca Belair, that's your future. Yes. Your women's division should be built around those two. Two very at- legitimately athletic women mm-hmm. uh, who they look the part. They can do it in the ring. And I don't know how long Rhea Ripley's been wrestling because I don't know enough about her, like her background in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do know Bianca Belair's background. Yeah. You know, um, collegiate le- division one collegiate level athlete. I mean, that right there speaks volumes. Yes. Um, and just saying collegiate, collegiate level athlete, you know, then you start going, okay, then you say, well, division one, I mean, um, I mean, that puts her in some pretty elite company right there. Yeah. And, you know, and she brings that to the ring. Uh, I've always said that she has that Cesaro strength because I mean that's that's yeah. the, the person I would compare her to the most is Cesaro because you look you're going well I don't really see a lot of muscle but I see <clears throat> no fat because so it's yeah. got to be all muscle and then all of a sudden she's doing these things uh, these feats of strength that you're like does she really just hold her up with one hand yeah <laughs> so um. It's like, okay, so yeah, she is like Cesaro. I mean, where she's doing these things that she's just wiry and just yeah, has ridiculous strength. And yes, she definitely the future. Rhea Ripley, 
same thing because Rhea Ripley, they actually have kind of the same build. Yeah, Rhea now, Ripley is uh, she's been wrestling for nine. It'll be nine years this June. She debuted June 29th of 2013. Was that WWE or was that somewhere? no? That was just just in general somewhere else just okay. in general when she started wrestling okay um she uh is uh she's 25 years old so she's got a huge career ahead of her so she's been wrestling since she was 16 mm-hmm. yep okay um and i'd put her and Shayna baszler as another one legit athlete yes and <coughs> um and they're also a product when you go, okay, let's go for athletic first. Yeah. We can always change the way they look. You know, if that's what you want, you want to see, you know, you, that you can change. You can't just make somebody be as good as Bianca Belair is in the ring. Because you think about this. How long has she been wrestling? What, three years? Uh, I think. Let me look. Maybe four. I mean, it's, it's she's another one that she should not be as good as what she is, considering the short amount of time she's been in the ring. But man, she's six, good. six, six years. years. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, it'll be six years this September. It was September 26, 2016. But she was okay. trained, uh, she was trained at the performance center. She's okay. a, she's one of the performance she's a tri- centers. She's a Triple H product. product. Yeah. Um, but I mean, she's one of the ones that you know Jim Ross always talks about. They have it, and I believe she has it. Mm-hmm. Well, and, yeah, she has it. Rhea Ripley has it. Rhea Ripley has a presence. Like as soon as she steps on screen, yeah, it's like you're just like, okay, I'm watching her. And mm-hmm. Shayna Baszler's like that. Shayna Baszler's always been that way for me since she walked into NXT. I watched every Shayna ba- Baszler match I could because. She has that presence and that legitimacy, and that I don't feel, still don't feel. People can say all they want to, but I, just my opinion, I don't feel like Ronda Rousey has that presence. She has worldwide name recognition, mm-hmm. but she doesn't have that presence when she walks out there. Because I have a feeling Rousey, Ronda, and not to say she's not tough, you know. So, Ron, if you're watching this, yeah, I, you know, we, we like oh, her. I haven't, yeah, I haven't <laughs> that she's tough. Yeah, I mean, she, but it comes across to where it's almost to me, it's just my opinion, but it feels like to me when whenever she comes out, it's almost like she has this air of this is beneath me. Yeah. She stood, and she said that three years ago. Yeah. You know, that's and what, then, that's why I, I don't understand all this fan love all of a sudden that everybody's so glad she's back. And it's like, she despises fans. Yeah, she cannot stand them. She and she said it. She said as much. Yeah, and it, and Most, it was not. Uh, it was not a work. I mean, it was a show. No. Yeah, she said wrestling stupid. Wrestling fans are stupid. I'm yep. gone. Bye. Yeah. And she got her paycheck and she left. And she said, "Well, I'm gonna go have a baby." Well, it took her three years to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And now she's back. Um, now, Grant, I mean, I will say it's impressive because she just had her baby. What? back in september october i believe so yeah and she's like already september. yeah and she's already back in the ring so i mean yeah it's pretty tough you know? yeah so but like you said i mean it she just has this air of i don't want to be here mm-hmm. 
you know, I'm just doing this to collect a paycheck, but I'm still going to be number one. I'm, you all are still beneath me. I'm still going to be the champion, but I really don't like this. Yeah, I really don't like this, but I still expect to be the number one, the, the focal point. And, and that, that's something else that look at all the other past WrestleManias. Uh, the only other person I could actually think of that actually kind of had that mentality was um, Lesnar. Mm-hmm. You know, this was back to his first run. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'd say to a lesser extent, Goldberg as well, because then they both left at the same time, had one of the, um, well, like you said, you know, you watch WrestleMania 20 for only two matches. Their match wasn't one of them. <laughs> no, their <laughs> match is not one of them. Yeah. No. Um, when everybody's booing you out of the building because everybody, you know, and, and I think that's the difference between also WrestleMania 1 and by the time 20 happened, I mean, pretty much everybody just about had the internet. Yeah. Um, everybody knew what was, yeah, everybody knew what was going on and they knew, like people knew weeks before WrestleMania that Lesnar and Goldberg were leaving. Yeah. So it's like, they weren't having it. It's like, why are we, why do you expect us to cheer for y'all when y'all are just walking out the door? And Stone Cold, he, he stunned them both. And, yeah. Um, and did you see that the KO show with Austin is going to be like the last thing on, I think it's the first night? I saw that and I think it is dumb. Yeah. For lack of a better term. Um, WrestleMania is your biggest show of the year. A championship match. If you're going to have two nights, a championship match that main event both nights. And I, mm-hmm. I get that it's not a proper match, but the last thing you should see at your biggest show of the year is a, match. is a, cha- is a championship match. And what I'm not a fan of Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. I'm not a fan of this build. I'm not a fan of this being the championship match, but they should main event that match. Honestly, I take that back. Honestly, Becky and Bianca and Belair should, thank make, you. should main event. I was about to say, I'm looking through the list that first night right now. and But but I'm saying that because, and I'm saying Charlotte and Ronda because I know they're not going to let Bianca and Becky main event. They're, they're wanting Ronda as, you know, as the, the last match. Rhonda has said, has said in an interview yesterday that she was main eventing night one. So I don't know. To me, the main event's the last thing you see. So mm-hmm. if, the, if they have their match and then Stone Cold and KO, Stone Cold and KO is the main event, whether it's a wrestling right. match or not. That's the final thing people are going to see. And are, are casual fans going to watch this just to see stone cold at the very end i wouldn't think so to be honest with you i mean i wouldn't think so they're they'll get the nostalgia fans sorry they'll get they'll get the nostalgia fans that will stick around to see stone cold my thing is it would be better to put it as the opener Mm-hmm. get it done and then focus on the wrestling. Yep. Or not long after the opener. Yeah. Or not long even, after the opener. Yeah. Just don't, don't put it near your championship matches. Right. Because then you're going to, 
he's going to suck the wind out of the crowd because they're going to be so hyped for Stone Cold. They're not going to have anything left when the ladies wrestle for the championships. And I feel like that's a disservice to these women. And think about this, Stone Cold has not wrestled at all since, um, I was about to call it Super Bowl, since WrestleMania 19. Yeah. And 2003, it's been 19 years. 19 years. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. And, you know, there are wow, twice as many WrestleManias now to what there was when the last time he wrestled. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, that actually threw me off for a second. I was like 19. And I, well, how about that? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a reason. I mean, he, he medically, the doctor yeah. said, you've got, you have to stop. Yeah. I mean, between his neck issues, he's got two bad knees and he wears, has, he had to wear braces on his last run. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I'm sorry, everybody can't be staying. Right. And one you know, of the things, go ahead. Staying 62 years old and he's still jumping you know, off balconies, jumping off balconies, putting people through tables, but everybody can't be staying. Everybody's, Staying new when to give, staying new when to take the time to give his body time to heal up. Right. Staying, staying new what's scheduled to work to maximize his minutes. And still remain relevant because even yep. back in the day, he was hurt. But yeah. that's when the crow started and he's up there yeah. just appearing in the rafters. Oh, that was enough for people. Yeah. You and know? that was a, that was a year and a half. Yeah. He did that for a year and a half and he was over the entire time. And got mm-hmm. more over as it went on. So yeah. I mean, it it can be done if you're willing to commit to long term booking. Now, some of the other notes I put in here, you know, super. This is Super Bowl level. I mean, it really is. This yeah. is Super this Bowl is, every year is, in wrestling. This is the Super Bowl of wrestling. That's why all these other companies, you know, have their shows. They have big shows on this weekend because they know so many more eyes are going to be on the product than it is at any other time of the year. That's why Impact's having a show on Friday. Ring of Honor's having a show on Friday. AEW's got Rampage. GCW's got a show this weekend. Um, trying to think who else. Um, um, I know around here there are some indie mm-hmm. indies that are putting on shows. Uh, the NWF is not one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, well, a lot of their their personnel are actually traveling to Dallas, right? Uh, because that's one of the things. Just talking to some of the wrestlers, they they say wherever WrestleMania is, they will travel to it. Oh yeah, know, because they want. They're like, this is what I do. This, so I yeah. want to, you know, even if I can't do it as a wrestler, I would still like to be a part of it, at least as a fan, you know. Because I mean, they know some of the ones who are in it. I mean, just yeah, you know, it's their profession, and it's a small profession. Yeah. Um, but just like the Super Bowl. Um, a couple of years ago, <coughs> the Patriots and the Rams, would you call mm-hmm. that a good Super Bowl? No. <laughs> I mean, it was, no, that was, that one was painful to watch because it, it was, yeah. I mean, they set records for ineptitude. Yeah. You know? And I mean, it was just, it was terrible. It was boring. It was, you know, there was nothing exciting about it at all. Yeah, and, I mean, that's not, that's not what they were going for. They were trying to score. They just, nobody yeah. was scoring. Yeah. Um, but just like the Super Bowl, not every WrestleMania event has been good. Yep. Um, WrestleMania, know, though, I felt like WrestleMania 4 was good because it had the tournament. Mm-hmm. But then you had 
WrestleMania five, which was bloated. How, yeah, yeah, it was bloated. that one had that one had way too many matches. For, it had too many matches, but the only thing anybody ever remembers is Savage and Hogan. For Savage and Hogan, yeah. WrestleMania six, uh, Warrior and Hogan for the title. Yep. WrestleMania seven. Um, unfortunately, the only thing I remember is Hogan and Slaughter for the title. Uh, seven, I remember this one always gets pushed up for some reason. People think this is the most important thing about seven. It's when Savage and Elizabeth reunite. Yes. The, uh, the retirement match, which was yes. honestly the absolute best thing on that card. Mm-hmm. But that to me, that was the ultimate warriors best match that he's ever had. Because he had it with Savage. Because he had it with Savage. <laughs> and they put on a spectacular match, you know, and really that match to me, that was the best match on the card because Hogan and Slaughter was like, oh, uh, it was just rest hold city. Yeah. Um, and that was I mean, also, well, something we didn't know was, was happening <coughs> and we didn't know it, know it until, you know, of course, like 30 years later or 23 years later was that was the beginning of the streak. Yes. Yes. You know, but that match itself was not a good match. No. Jimmy Snooker got spiked and got pinned, and that mm -hmm. was it. Uh, and then see, WrestleMania 8, I thought, was pretty good. It um, was a pretty good show, but it's Savage and Flair for me. That's the... Yeah, that should have the, been the main event. Instead of Hogan going, hey, hey I'm, I'm Hulk Hogan. I'm going to be in the, the last match no matter what. Yeah, and um, that's, that's the thing with WrestleMania. It's, it should always be the championship. Always, a, yes. A, a world championship should be defended in the main event. Like, that never should have been Hogan and Sid. I don't know who's who thought that was a great idea for Hogan and Sid to main event at WrestleMania. Nothing Hogan, against Sid. Hogan given, the, given the right opponent, Yeah, Sid, Sid's had good matches. But he wasn't going to get a good match with Hogan. No. Hogan's not going to give you a good match. And, Hogan's going to give you a Hogan match. Yeah, and that one not really rest holds, but it was punch, punch, kick, kick, body slam, body slam, leg drop, yep. but that, you know. Yep. It, uh, but meanwhile, Flair and Savage put on a really they put on a classic. Oh, I mean, Bret, Bret Hart and um, Roddy Piper. Intercontinental, yes, that Intercontinental was that Yeah, because yes. Uh, we had. I mean, I called him a friend of ours, refereed that match because we interviewed him on here. So yes, everybody yep. we've interviewed, we now consider a friend. Yep. <laughs> so. Uh, in case you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Roger Ruffin, the owner yeah. of the Northern Wrestling Federation. He refereed at WrestleMania 8. And he also, he said his biggest moment was actually accompanying Raven McIntyre to the ring to sing the national anthem. Which I, I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Probably it really is. Uh, WrestleMania 9. Oh, Lord, no. Good God, Nothing. no. That was terrible. That's up um, there with the, one of the absolute worst uh, WrestleManias ever. I think the only thing from that one I kind of remember, um, and you got to think about who was involved, was Shawn Michaels and Tatanka, the very yeah. the opening match. They, was, I mean, because them two. It was a good match, but then the ending was stupid because it was a double DQ. Yeah. Because they couldn't have Shawn lose a title because he was early in his run as champion. Tatanka had an undefeated streak, so they couldn't have him lose yet and break the streak. So it's like great match dumb ending for me the only thing really 
that stands out for me for WrestleMania 9 is The Undertaker's entrance. The yeah. Undertaker's match was garbage. But the entrance, when he comes out and he's got the vulture on the thing, and it's yeah. like the whole presentation was fantastic. And he looked like death coming down the mm-hmm. aisle. But then he get they put him in the ring with the giant Gonzalez, and it's like And then the match looked like death. <laughs> yeah. It's like <laughs> you saw him in WCW when he was Eligante. He couldn't move then. He couldn't give you a match then. Why would you think it was going to work now? And then you put him in that bodysuit. I'm telling you, that bodysuit, and I'm pretty sure, you know, you saw it on PBS when we had to watch mm-hmm. it all in Slim Good Body. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what it reminded me of. I'm like, hey, they got a great big Slim Good Body suit. Uh, once again, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go Google it. Yeah. It was actually something that we had to watch in school. And I'd come to think of it, it's kind of weird and creepy. <laughs> yeah. I never understood why we had to watch it, but okay. Like that dude's wearing a like a, a flesh colored bodysuit with like intestines yeah. on it. But anyway. But we had to watch it and we got out we got out of classwork that day because we had to watch that. So oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but yeah, 10, of course, I mean 10 was a good one. You know, Bret Hart and Owen, um, the ladder match for the IC title. Yeah. Uh it had a couple other matches that weren't so great. Um, but we did see the Quebecers double suplex Mabel. We did see that. Yeah. That was impressive. I don't care if it was two of them. It was still impressive because Mabel, I don't think Mabel knew how to like kind of help them out. No, he didn't. His center of gravity was just way too low and they still managed yeah. to get his big butt up and boom over. Yep. Um, for, for me, that mania is a three match card. It's Owen and Brett for the opener. Um, Sean, uh, HBK and Razor for the you know the lighter match, and then Brett and Yokozuna. Yep. Um, and and then eleven. Well, uh, that one was one is better than nine, but that's when the main event was actually LT and Bam Bam. Ah, uh, okay, eleven, um, where the main event should have been Shawn Michaels and Diesel yes. for the championship, which is the only match on that card that I liked. I watched yeah. that. I watched um, that pay per view live. Really, and that was the only match that I liked. Um, yeah, because even Bret Hart and Bob Backlund, you would think on paper that's going to be a good match, and it wasn't. No. Um, no. And Bret Hart said it is his worst pay per view match ever. And Bret Hart says a lot of negative things for him to say that one's his worst ever. Yeah, that was with Bob Backlund. Yeah. You know, well, right. If I go, what do you say? You know, yeah. that, that didn't help matters. No, it didn't. Cause he just kept screaming into the microphone and it's like, Roddy, just, just stop. Just, just, you know, just stay out of the way. Uh, I mean, and, and then some of the other 12, uh, you know, the, the one drawback with 12, the Ironman match, I thought was a good match. I mean, cause it was Brett and Sean, you know? Yeah. Um, however, it being an hour plus meant you couldn't have a lot of other matches. My only knock against that match is that I feel like there should have been some falls in there to yeah. add to the drama instead of going, you know, 60 minutes with no falls and then having to do sudden death. If you had some falls and they had been tied at the time limit and then went to sudden death, that would have added more, more drama to it. Because as soon as you went, even then, and I watched that one live too, even then, when it went 60 minutes without with without a single fall and they announced sudden death, I'm like, well, Sean's winning. There's no yeah. way he's not winning. I mean, yeah. you kind of knew that going in, but it's when they booked it that way, it's like Sean's winning. 
So it kind of took a little bit of the drama out of it of is Sean actually going to win this or not. And then 13, like the only match that was good on there, as far as I remember, was Brett and, and Stone Cold. And you had the I Quit match. Oh, yes. That is a – that was an absolute terrible pay-per-view. But, you know, you know, Brett and Stone Cold was the – that was the, you know, that was the diamond in the rough right there. Yeah. That was the double turn. That was still considered a classic. Yeah. The main, the main event of that one was uh, Sid and the Undertaker for the yeah. uh, for the belt. Yeah. And apparently Sid pooped himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And of course, when I took pictures of the tombstone, he had to smell that. Yeah. You know, so. Um. But yeah, I mean. After that, I mean, they, they they do honestly, they do start to become kind of blurry for me. I mean, yeah, they just kind of, yeah, like yeah. I said, it's like after that, it's like, uh, oh, no, it was your phone, just, yeah, it <laughs> oh, was mine. Fine. Um, oh, actually, I just got a text from Justin. He says, you know how Adam has made our logo for TNC Sports Talk? Would you like a custom logo made from Adam Lee? That's the guy. I was like. I'll tell him, hey, I, I'm, I'm going to text him back and say, I'm going to talk to Dwaylon about this. <laughs> I'll say, I'm going to run it by Dwaylon because but what he doesn't not know is not until he watches the show because uh, Justin, actually, he watches us um, mm -hmm. every every episode. So, yeah. Um, I, I'll run it past Dwaylon because he does know that any, anything that affects the show Right. Um, he knows that because I mean we have a um, it's a joint collaboration. So um, I don't think there's really anything, you know, anything like that where we have like a logo change. Yeah. Obviously, you know, I run past Waylon, but I do like the idea. But I do like the idea. Okay. <coughs> All right. And yeah, I like that, Justin. Your text that actually made it onto the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, but like you were saying, a lot of the, you know, the, the kind of the almost like a sine wave or a cosine wave. Yeah. Um, you know, I talked about the cosine wave. It does the same thing. It's just off a little bit. Yeah. Um, but there's no tangent wave, though. It just kind of, <laughs> yeah. Just... Um, I've, I've tried it and it's like, eh. um, <laughs> yeah, we're that much of nerds. <laughs> um, and speaking of nerds, you know what I've got to show, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I may, I may wait for tomorrow's show because I don't already have it prepped, but, oh, okay. but I'll get it prepped and I'll show, uh, for those of you, uh, you know, listening in or, or actually, or watching, you'll have to catch tomorrow's as well, because I have an old picture of me and Dwayne that you'll look and go, <laughs> there is no way. Uh, but I'll say, mm, yeah, that's us. <laughs> but anyway, um, but part of the reason I think why it goes kind of ups and downs is because there's a lot of repeat matches. I mean, yeah, yeah, Rock and Stone Cold, don't get me wrong. I mean, they put on three good matches, you know, three great matches, really. But at least they got spread out. Like, yeah, there was know. 15, 17, 19. Yeah. Um, and each, each of those matches were different, too. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, two were for the championship. One was basically for Bra the last one was for bragging rights. But every one of those, it was a different match each time. So you didn't yep. get, you know, you didn't get bored with it. 
Roman and Brock is the third time we're having it. Um, Shawn Michaels Undertaker, they did it twice. Undertaker mm-hmm. and Triple H did it twice. Three times. Three. 17. Uh, 17 was the first one. Oh, then they had. And then they had the. Um, what was it? They had the. The end of an era, which was. The, the end of an era, Hell in a Cell, and the one the year before that. 27 yep. and 28. Yeah. Three times. Yep. Um, and, you know, I think that kind of can also hurt when you're like, well, uh, I mean, yeah, like I said, they could put on different types of matches, but at the same time, you're like, give us something different. So, I mean, it can not even intended to, it can kind of be, become repetitive. Yeah. Um, and that's why they need new blood in there. But no, they had new blood, but they released them all. Yeah. But, um, Huh. I'll have to tell you what Justin just texted me. Um, okay. Because I don't want to, you know, if we do this, I don't want to give it away. Um, right. But all right, cool. But, but yeah, I mean, but, but just to see how something goes from being in, you know, um, an arena, because that's what Master Square Garden is, it's a bigger yep. arena. Yep. You know, and it's had its drawbacks where the crowds were down because I think the one at Rosemont, WrestleMania 13 was like their lowest crowd ever. Yeah, that was the, the uh, Rosemont Horizon. Yeah. But, um, uh, they call it the all, it's called the All State Arena now, but yeah. Um, but that one, you know, had a, a bad crowd, but I think the worst buy rate ever, too. Yeah. Um, and then they've gone to where now they're in stadiums and they're filling the stadiums, but now the product is starting to fall and they can't just rely on we're WrestleMania anymore. Yeah. And, um, then, and they don't have the undertaker streak to bring people in either. Cause for years, once, once it got to where I feel like WrestleMania 18 is where people were really starting to be like, the streak means something. This is the streak. That was probably me. Oh, it was. I was. Um, I'm in a shubing, shubing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I usually have it on silent, but um, hoping the girls are out and ah. with the weather being bad, mm-hmm. I didn't want to miss. I didn't want to miss a message if you know if she messaged me. So, um, but um, what was I saying? I forgot. Sorry. About eight, 18 was the last, and then it yeah. went ba-ding, ba-ding. Yeah, 18 was where people really started paying attention to the streak. Yeah. Even The Undertaker indicated it, because once he beat Flair, he did he did like this. And people were like, mm-hmm. oh, I did not realize he's 10-0. and 0. Yeah. You know, Jerry Lawler even said it on commentary once the match was over. So then after that, every year, it was like, People bought people bought tickets to WrestleMania because they knew the streak was going to be on the line and who was the Undertaker going to beat mm-hmm. and you know or who was going to attempt to break the streak, especially when it got into Undertaker's latter years where he was putting on classic matches where he was like a super worker there mm-hmm. for a while and people were like, well, Undertaker's on the card, streak's on the line, I'm going to WrestleMania. Yeah. And, but, they, but when uh, they broke the streak at 30, then they just lost their selling point. And it's yep. like, 
because even then they were coasting. They were coast. They were riding the streaks coattails to get those WrestleMania tickets sold. And now it's like they don't even have that, and then they don't give you a good card because really this year's card. What have you got? You've got a bunch of you got a bunch of matches that could be on Raw or SmackDown. Mm-hmm. You really the only true. WrestleMania caliber matches. You got Becky and Bianca, Charlotte and Ronda, Roman and Brock. You got three matches over two nights that are truly WrestleMania caliber matches. Yeah, because even like the New Day um, against Sheamus and Ridge Holland, that's, that's a, a SmackDown smack main yeah. event. I was going to say that's a TV match. Um, yeah. McIntyre, Happy Corbin, that's a TV match. Yeah, and you know the reason why we're seeing these TV matches because they've been having them on TV. Yes, they're just I mean, moving it on Raw. They just had a handicap match with. They just had another match. Actually, it wasn't. A, yeah, it was a handicap match. It was McIntyre versus Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. Madcap Moss takes the pin again, and it's like that's another thing that has devolved <sighs> from WrestleMania. They never used to give away their WrestleMania matches on free TV. They never used to have, oh, well, we've got like the women's tag team match. We've got these, we've got a fatal four-way for the women's tag team titles. So what do we do? Monday night on Raw, we have an eight-man tag team match with, you know, the people, the two heel teams and the two face teams. And you've just given away your entire championship match. Yep. I, I mean, they've been going through that formula also. I mean, and not just necessarily for WrestleMania, but but definitely for WrestleMania. And I guess, are they trying to say, okay, well, here's what can happen, you know, here next in, in six days at WrestleMania, because with these two, when they're going at it, that's not how you set it up. I mean, you have to, if you want to have them get into a fight, you have them getting to like some other kind of confrontation, uh-huh. not or we're yeah. gonna have a match before they had their match. Or at least look what they did with Becky and Bianca. You know, Becky was gonna cut Bianca's braid and Bianca turned it around on her and cut Becky's hair. That's a good confrontation to mm-hmm. build toward the match. But don't have them in three or four matches leading up to WrestleMania because then I'm not gonna want to watch the match at WrestleMania. I've seen this five times. Why do I want to watch this? And you look at WrestleMania six, Hogan and Warrior, and this was a match I know you and I both would have been like, yes, I want to see that match because that's Hogan and that's the Warrior. Warrior was the Intercontinental Champion at the time, yeah, and he was the only person you know who may be worthy of being the World Champion over Hulk Hogan. That's what we thought at the time. Yeah, you know, at the time. Now, now look back at when this, no one what we know now, you know, but they didn't have them constantly having matches against each other in tag team fashion no. on their shows, you know, uh, on superstars or whatever the other one was called. I don't remember. Um, um, was it? I think it was prime wrestling time cha- wrestling or wrestling challenge. That's one. Yeah. Of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they didn't have that where they actually had them. Their first kind of a meeting in a way was actually in the Royal rumble that year. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I mean, everybody was like, <laughs> Oh, you know, here we go. They're actually yeah. going to, you know, um, and then the warrior got thrown out, and then all of a sudden he ran off like an idiot. Nobody, nobody understands what he was doing there. 
but that's another story. <laughs> I don't think he understood. I don't think he understood what he was doing. Yeah, um, but that I mean made people go look. They were almost not really pull apart, but I mean that's kind of what it was. It was in mm-hmm. the rumble. They just happened to be they bumped into each other, and boom, there we go. Hogan and Savage um, the year before at five, they also had a confrontation in the rumble. Um, that and that was before you got lust in your eyes for Elizabeth, you know, that yeah. was before the Saturday night's main event. And a lot of people had forgotten that Hogan and Savage had already had a run against each other when Savage was the intercontinental champion, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, but it was like four years, God, it was like four years prior, yeah, you know, um, and, or three years prior and, you know, so, but everybody knew, yes, Savage is a formidable opponent for Hogan, even though Savage at this point had the world title, Hogan had to try to get it back from him. Yeah. Um, Rock and Stone Cold, their first kind of a confrontation was really also in a rumble. Rock wasn't in the rumble, Stone Cold was, but the Rock came out, you know, and they it had cost had, him a t- Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they didn't have to constantly, okay, go against each other just so we show you what happened. If they, you know, we're going to show it to you for free. Now go pay for it. No, yeah. Yeah. I, I ain't paying for that. Yeah. I've already seen it. Yeah. I've seen it five times on Raw. I'm yeah. not paying for it to see it again. Yeah. And they have a, have a pull apart. You know, yeah. the, the whole thing with, I will say this, they're doing Brock and Roman correct. Yes. Ish, you know? Yeah. Um, because they're, they're having confrontations without actually touching each other. Yeah. Um, they're breaking like, vehicles which by the way wwe if you want to save money stop destroying vehicles yeah seriously yeah you know um but you know the pull aparts because you know i mean when they do have the when they have not the referees not you know i'm like they had that many referees backstage (laughs) you know All of a sudden, you have twenty referees running around. You know, it mm-hmm. it looks like a bunch of zebras. All of a sudden, having a you know, <laughs> like a herd of zebras. You know, and you know when the ref the wrestlers are the ones pulling them apart because I used to love that back. You know, in the like yeah. Mid Atlantic, World Class, Mid all the old territories. Even the WWF used to do that. Yep. And that's when you know, okay, this is serious. I mean, they they're pulling them apart. I mean, this is serious, and that lead leads to wanting to watch a match between somebody yeah you know not well they're in a, a tag team and sometimes that can work um because i think was it mjf and cm punk they did that a little bit yeah but mjf always avoided CM Punk. exactly and unless, so that would that'd be the reason why you would do that yeah unless he had the advantage that was the only time he would tag in and as soon as punk started to mount some offense boop, he's out he's out if you do it that way, yeah, it works because then you're like, I want to see him get his hands on him and start exactly. pounding him. Exactly. Oh, but, but you can't just oh. throw people in an attack match and be like, okay, like you said, we just gave it to you for free, but Sunday I need you to pay for that. Right. And, you know, or go get the network and, you know, or go yeah. watch it. You know, Duke, North Carolina, pff, who's going to be watching that? Yeah. I don't I'll know. I'll be honest why with that- you. This is a wrestling podcast, and I'm going to be watching Duke in North Carolina. Yeah. Now, part of that is because, you know, Dwight and I are big North Carolina fans. Yeah. And there's so much in this one. But um, I mean, I've, I've got a very busy weekend, so I will be watching everything on my phone whenever I get a chance. Yeah. But I will, but I will be uh, 
paying attention to the final four. Right. And I don't know which game, which, which game is first. Do you know? I don't know. I just need Kansas to lose. I won't. I always want Kansas to lose. Of course, I've, <laughs> I've been like not liking Villanova either. So I need both of them to lose. You know, um, I, either way, you know, really we're calling this the evolution of WrestleMania. We're almost calling, calling it, if I, you know what, I'll title it this the evolution and de evolution of yep. WrestleMania. Yep. yep. Because even when I was doing in my notes, I mean, I even got to think about it. I was like, you know, it seems kind of bloated. Um, the or some of the early events actually had matches that did, you did not have any kind of story whatsoever. Yep. Um, now some of the stories they have are not the greatest. Um, no. You know, and is it bloated in a sense? I mean, that's because it's. It really is. Um, it, because they're going. You can't just throw wrestlemania and expect everybody to come mm-hmm. if if they're seeing look the product is garbage yeah and i'm not traveling all the way from finland to watch something exactly that's exactly yeah so, especially when travel restrictions have not completely gone away either nope not yet no so but anyway um yeah we'll see i <sighs> mean and and right now we're planning on being here tomorrow for the actual preview you know that's why we don't want to say too much we're doing the same thing you know we're we're doing it before we do it yeah (laughs) you know that's why i kept um it's like okay yeah but um i didn't want to say too much about you know saturday and sunday but tomorrow we'll have the preview of that and just to kind of wrap this up hopefully it gets it starts getting better hopefully i mean i don't want them to have a bad event just to no, I want them to have a good up, show. But... It's just on paper, it's not really shaping up to be that. And from what we've talked about, I mean, it's been heading that direction anyway. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, you need to go give your voice a rest. So, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Dude, I will talk at you tomorrow. God bless. All right, man. God bless. <laughs>